Black Men Cry Too is an invitation for men of color to feel safe to share their truth and unpack their hurt. This space was created for black men to feel empowered and know it's okay that they can cry too. Support for Black Men Cry Too comes from NYC's Heritage of Pride. Thank you so much, NYC Pride, for selecting us for your give back so we can encourage Black men to know that it's okay, that they can cry too. Another dope sponsor we have for this season of Black Men Cry Too is Black-owned Scotch Porter. Fellas, if you want the best products for grooming and wellness, head over to blackmencry2.com and follow the affiliate link for special inventory and special discounts. Let's not forget our special partner for this season, Happy Cork, where you can not only get the best wine and spirits, but you can get the best Black-owned wine and spirits with this Black-owned wine and spirits store in the heart of Brooklyn. Head over to happy-cork.com and let them know Black Men Cry 2 sent you. On this special episode of Black Men Cry 2, I am sitting down next to my literal pain in the ass, my personal trainer, Zeus. Hi, Zeus. You're... What up, man? What up, man? Thank you so Happy much for sitting it. down, yes, finally. Have, yeah. How long have we been chasing this moment, right? Um, but no, happy to be here, man. Thank you. Let's kick it off. What are we, what are we taking a shot to? Um, to the house. It's only right. To the house. To the house. Oh, yeah. See, I'm not much of a drinker. Ooh, wee. And you bodied that whole this thing. This boy's got motherfucking kick. Mm-hmm. That's Uncle Neris, baby, that black on. You drink the whole thing. I know. I said that. I'm working on my fitness. That's You're not going to yell at me tomorrow in class, okay? I feel bamboozled right now. I'm not going <laughs> to oh. You'll be okay. I was bamboozled working with you. That's fair, too. All right. I'll take that. But in working with you yes. and watching you work, yes. I always think of community and culture. Okay. Like you're a pillar in community and culture. Yeah. And your brand, NRU Bootcamp, is important for the culture because we don't really see, unfortunately, black people taking care of their fitness the way that they should. Yeah, yeah. So why do you think it's so important to bring culture to fitness? Oh, man. Yeah, that's that's huge. Um, great question, too. Um, and... You know, culture is like such a broad term, right? Mm-hmm. I think one of the, the the one of the big aspects of the culture is is music, right? Mm-hmm. And how music is such an integral part of of this class, right? And the reason for it is because I realized a while back um, when I had like a food show and a blog, and I used to be a blog writer, um, that hip hop being my favorite genre, right? And hip hop moves pretty much the needle to culture. Um, it moves the world, basically. Right, to the world. It inherently isn't healthy. You know what I'm saying? Like, what we know about hip-hop is, I mean, aside, misogyny aside, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, um, drinking and 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 eating random shit. And, and and there's a luxury to being bigger, a bigger artist, right? And there's, there's um, social currency to how many bottles you have, right? Like, you're, mm-hmm. you're the man, right? So all these things that are actually detriments to to a healthy lifestyle or actually praised in this in this craft, right? And I realized that like many moons ago. And then I decided because of that, that's why our goal is to merge fitness and culture together, right? Where we can utilize music, but put it in such a healthy arena, 
right? And um, and we've been able to do that successfully for the last four years or so. And um, and yeah, no, it's a big deal. And then you know, obviously, culture spans the next level where we're talking about generational, uh, generational health, which is really really big to me, right? As a guy with two kids, and mm. and um, you know, I grew up with less and Section Eight and yada 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 and. And um and my dad had cancer and yeah 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 right I mean he beat it God bless but my mom pre diabetic my uncle diabetic like all these little things that you realize that one person can create like an entire shift right so if I'm really healthy my kids now become really healthy right and then if they become really healthy they grow up and have kids and their kids naturally are healthy so we at least in, you know my subculture right we change our world right and now we have a subculture of really healthy positive individuals right like my kids understand that dad works out for a living like that's wow. that's a cool thing to know you know what i'm saying that that then i'll call my son and he'll be like yeah i did my push-ups today oh, right right how many that, does he do he can't do any he's three <laughs> and he just like humps the floor I <laughs> but right right it's like a bobby brown video but i cannot I, I know i know but he's very macho and in the, in the, look at my muscles and my daughter too she's looking at my muscles and and this is dope or whatever and that's just my world right but when i get to work with so many of you guys right i change your world a little bit right mm -hmm. you start making healthier choices your friends see you making healthier choices mm -hmm. they start making healthier choices just everybody everything changes little by little right so i think um being able to sit at the forefront of of creating and watching changes is an amazing thing I think it's dope how you said generational health because yeah. I don't think I've ever heard that term. You always hear generational wealth yeah, or yeah. we're breaking generational curses. And when I hear generational health, I think of the two together. Like you're breaking the generational curse of what we know, which is fried chicken. Yeah, yeah. Or free us from the shackles. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and and statistically proven, man, we lead the league, right? We lead the league in hypertension, diabetes, mm -hmm. cardiovascular disease. Um, you know, uh, high blood pressure, right? Obesity. Um, we lead the league in all those statistical categories, right? So obviously, the death rate as African Americans, people of color, is naturally higher because of that, right? So you can you can slightly change it, right? We can change it. Like the, the scope, the 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 bar can change, but um, we all have to make a conscious effort, right? And I mean, I can't necessarily save the world, but I can save every person that decides to come to my class. I can save every client that decides to train with me. I can save every person that decides to watch a video and, and interact with what I do and like what I do, right? So, um, but little by little, because then you go save somebody else, right? And then they, he saves somebody else. So we, we do our part. We, we do our part, right? But when I think of that too, I think about how it's not only just generational, it's also societal, right? Yeah. So where you see majority of our people, black people, um, hate the word minorities, people of color live, they live by food deserts. Mm. You see uh, McDonald's next to Taco Bell, next to Wendy's, next to Burger King, and they're open 24 seven, yeah. and you barely see any health food options. Yeah. So how do you sort of like promote that or teach that and shift that mindset when people are kind of stuck and stagnant in what society traps us? Yeah, um, and food deserts are a real thing for anybody that doesn't believe in that. Um, mm -hmm. that's a real go thing. to Brooklyn, sure. Yeah, I mean, go to Brooklyn. I, I grew up in Canarsie um, my whole life, and. And we had those, right? Popeyes, Chinese spot, liquor store, Popeyes, Wendy's, liquor store. Still and, here. Right. And then, I mean, uh, uh, maybe a supermarket, right? But um, but then the supermarket just doesn't have things that, that, that slap, right? Closes at seven. Options. Yeah, right. So, um, so in regards to the question of, like, 
how do you work around that or how do you combat that growing up as a minority, right? Or uh, growing up as black people, right? Um, um, as cliche as it sounds, I think it's the education, right? Um, you know, one thing that I do say, right, because, cause, you know, until we get, like, laws to change that and, 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 um, and gentrification is obviously... A real thing. It's a real thing. You know, weirdly enough, right, without going too left, gentrification almost changes that. Because now right? there's a like, uh, Whole Foods like, in Harlem. Yeah, like 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 as much as people hate gentrification, right? Or at least say they hate it publicly, right? On the low, people love some gentrification because I'm a gentrifier. Th- I'm right? a good story. Because three years here. ago, nobody was eating avocado and toast. <laughs> nobody even knew what the fuck now avocado and toast was, bro. <laughs> three years ago, nobody knew what that shit was. You know what I'm saying? Now everybody's avocado toast up at their local cafe down the block. You know what I'm saying? Fact. And that shit came out of gentrification. Fact. And on the low, niggas love it. So, on the I high. Because I'll be that bitch like, ooh, that comes with bacon? Throw a little lime on that bitch. Niggas love it. You know what I'm saying? But, um, but yeah, no, I think the education is where, where it's the only way we're going to change that, right? Because... um. You can't necessarily change the food desert yourself, right? Or well, you can, but you know, obviously, as you get older, you find ways and grow a local garden, right? Okay. But um, in just knowing what to eat, what not to eat, um, what to limit on your resources, things of that nature, um, you, you just gotta be able to get the education. You just gotta be able to Google. You know what I'm saying? And the problem is, there's not enough folks advocating for like learning these things. You know what I'm saying? So because we're because these the Burger Kings and the KFCs get so much praise, mm-hmm. you're not seeing enough of like, hey, um, there is a local uh, fruit spot down down the block or whatever. You're not seeing enough promotion on those things. And I think those are the things that have to happen as well, right? I mean, I think we have to come together and doctors and lawyers. And I think a lot of it starts from like the doctoral spot, which is why I low-key hate doctors, right? Because, right, because... Um, in that case, they should be able to provide, or you would hope they could provide the zip codes and, and the addresses mm. where you can get healthier stuff and healthier options because a person walks into the doctor's office with diabetes from living in this food desert for so long, and the doctor mm. just says, all right, take these meds or whatever and, and, and eat better, <laughs> and, then he, and then he sends you on your way. But that eat better should also come with, like, here's a list of, of places that we've sourced in your zip code that you can get food from. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not that we don't want to eat better. We just don't, We growing up, we just didn't know how. Or still mm-hmm. to this day, we didn't know how. We don't mm-hmm. know how. You know what I'm saying? So um, it has to come from folks that know better. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it has to, that's, and that's us. Like, we know better. And, and a lot of these changes where people want these things to change, they can change, but we also have to get in the mud for that change because we know better so we have to impart our friends and tell people and and advocate for those spots in the hood that are doing the right thing and bump them up and promote them as much as we promote the local Popeyes you know what I'm saying it has to be that and until we do that nothing's going to change like we can't even ask we can't ask for change in in the hood if we if the people who know better don't don't do anything about it leading by example yeah if we don't do anything we'll never get it that's true. And I think the other thing with like food deserts too is when you think about the convenience of it. So there's yeah. convenience as well as what's affordable. Mm-hmm. And that's again how America works against us where it's here, $2, you can get a full meal at McDonald's. Whereas if you want a healthier meal, you have to put like $12 into it. And 
I sometimes think is that done like purposely to ensure those who have less will go right. where it's cheaper. Right. And then on the flip side, when it comes back to you, when you think about people being nervous about investing in their health, mm-hmm. it's also a price tag. Right. Like personal trainers are more expensive than just having a gym membership, but you make that investment on yourself. Right. The beauty with working with you as well is, again, keeping community and culture in mind you've positioned yourself where you make it affordable for people to work with you either on -on one-on-one or to have the experience with you in your classes. And then you've even done something beautiful during the panty. You went virtual and you did virtual for free. And what was beautiful to see with that is I hadn't gone to your in-person classes prior to the panty. I only went on live and you brought such a sense of like, belonging and community and education to your lives how are you able to bring that experience to life where people are signing on and feeling like they kicking it with their friends and then afterwards you're like oh nope just still me and this house yeah for the whole year um that's a great question i think um i think i'm 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 a real person (laughs) you know what i'm saying i think i think i just happen to be really good at what i do um at least i hope right i think that Knowing that I'm good at what I do, right? And knowing how, this is going to sound crazy, like, but knowing how pretentious fitness can be. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, fitness is very pretentious, man. It's, it's shady. It's, it's almost it's, timid, it's, like you're afraid yeah, to go to these. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's um, Instagram has warped it, right? Like, it's it's one of those spaces that um, that isn't as comfortable as it could be. Right? It should be. It should be. Right? And I, But I've always known that. And I think... What you, what you guys see in a live virtually is who I am because you fortunately you came to a, a boot camp in person, right? Mm-hmm. Same person, right? And, and and I make I make the same jokes and I, mm-hmm. I make you guys feel at home and this and third. And I and I think my goal was always to to have a personality behind this as well, and that was always my goal. When I so funny story was when I decided I wanted to do boot camps many years ago. I hit up my mentor and I was like, hey, man, I went to boot camps. And he was like, okay, everybody does boot camps. And I was like, true. He's like, what are you going to bring different to your boot camp? Like, this is literally how he talks to me. Like, right. And then I was like, um, um. Shout out like, to your mentor because that's the way mentors should speak to yeah, you. Yeah, he's terrible. But he's good, but he's terrible, man. Because sometimes you don't even want to hear it. Like, sometimes, it's like a therapist. Yeah, You're like, it's mm, it's, it is annoying. Relax. But, uh, it is annoying. But he was right. And he was like, what are you going to bring to a different that makes you different from all the other boot camps in New York City because there's a hundred million. And I think like, you're right. And I was like, and and the, interestingly enough, I almost feel like this is the interview class and not even the boast is is different because of the way that we utilize or you know integrate music and 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 personalities and and voices. And you take the live class, nobody's ever seen something like that where you guys f- fuck me, but you guys utilize the chat function that <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, we did. N- nobody's ever seen that before. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I've never seen that before. I watch a lot of trainers' live classes. Like I just sit there and watch them all the time, really. And people just watch the workout. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Might get a comment here and there, but people just watch the Mad workout. Hearts. Right, a lot of hearts and watch them. But we created this like soundboard chat room workout where mm. it was like family it was it was insane like we would, there would be thousands of comments really at, at the height mm-hmm. of it like thousands of comments of people talking and that's when i was like oh this is a thing like we have a team here and you come into the room and you're like oh what up what up it's like you see the, hey what up, that's what what up? you feel like, like you dead ass walking in the place. Shit, right? you walk in like hey guys what up what up are y'all ready to work out today yeah like it became 
that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And um, and I was always able to do that in in class in person. So um, I think for me it was just always knowing that that I'm a person and 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 I like people. And with that being said, I knew how to create an environment that that was comfortable and allow the workout to be secondary and fun to be first, mm. but never skipping the workout, right? So we're gonna get that burpee that you hate to do, yes. Mm -hmm. But I'm gonna make it fun though. He's mm -hmm. like, I'm gonna make it fun to one. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. You might not find Not it, to though. the burpee, you might make right, some not, other not, shit. Let's give another a push up, right? Oh, right, yeah, so, that's right. Push up, right. So I'm gonna make the push up fun. I'll crack a joke, I'll do something that makes it fun. I'll make it match the music, I'll, whatever. But we'll get the workout in, but we also keep community and team in, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's been the driving force of, of what we have. And I'm excited to see it grow. And I like how you said it, it's more so like your personality, because I yeah. think that's what attracts people to come back and stay. It's the personality, it's the community, but in being a personality, it's almost like a performance. Yeah. So therefore you have to perform these many times per week, but life is still going on. Yeah, and that's tough. How do you show up and perform and hold people accountable and motivate when all you want to do is break down and cry because you just watched George Floyd be murdered yeah, on TV? I, I think um, I think I do what I did, which was and what I've always done, but especially in the live moments and in the pandemic moment, was we let that hurt in too. You know what I'm saying? Like I couldn't block it, right? Mm -hmm. We let that hurt in. I remember when you had um, you know a life changing situation in the moment, right? Mm -hmm. And I hit you mm -hmm. that morning and. We let it in, you know what I'm saying? I let it into class. You know what I'm saying? I, let, I don't think you were in that class, but I let mm -hmm. everybody into that moment. I remember for watching you, it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I was like, yeah, we just let, and that's, you know, that's a microcosm moment, but mm -hmm. that's really what it is. Like, we just let people in. And um, with the George Floyd thing, we stopped class towards like the last 15 minutes, and, and I had a moment, and a mini ran, and we let people in. And then um, Breonna Taylor, we, bought a cake from Carvel and mm -hmm. cut a cake Happy for birthday. her birthday on the live. Like, like what, who does that, right? Yeah. But that's because I can't shy away from, um, you know, I'm, I'm black first, right? I'm black before I'm anything else, before I'm a trainer, before I'm a dad, right? I'm, I was black, right? So I can't shy away from any of that. So I think because of that, those things are painful for me, just like they're painful for y'all. And I got to get out of bed just like y'all and show up just like y'all. And I can't act like it doesn't exist. I understand mm -hmm. if you don't feel like coming today. I understand if you're, if you're slacking on the workout, but you did come today. I get it. So let's address it, right? And I'm also a guy who hates pink elephants in the room. So, so right, I hate it. It gives me anxiety. So, so I couldn't actually do a class and act like that didn't happen. Like that would have mm -hmm. bothered me more if we mm -hmm. do a class and act like George Floyd didn't happen. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, hell no. Let's stop class and let's address it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and I think, and I hope that 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 people respect me for that as a guy who always kept culture integrated with what he was doing. You know what I'm saying? Because and it's not a shot against anybody, but that's you don't see a lot of trainers do that. You don't see a lot of people do that. Period. You know what I'm saying? And when they do, it's more performative or whatever. And again, not taking a shot. But but that's not a thing, right? People just do their job and then go home. You know what I'm saying? And then and I put my job and the the problems of the world or the the good things of the world. I put them all in one space, right? Because y'all yeah, feel that y'all yeah, are real people, and I think that's what helps us feel like a team. Next. Yeah, you know, I just I hope, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's almost like the transparency, like you're bringing the transparency to the forefront. Like I know where all of your heads are at because mine is there too, mm -hmm. but that's major to be that transparent and to be transparent essentially with strangers. There could right. be a new person that walks into that class 
never met you before, knows nothing right. about you, and now they're watching you being this transparent. They're watching you be vulnerable. There's yeah. been times where, you know, there are tears welding in your eyes, or you told yeah. us like, I broke down right before class. Again, you don't know who's watching. Yeah. What made you so comfortable to basically perform your emotions on screen, and then you save them to your page, so they kind of live there forever. Mm -hmm. So people know this about you or get to see that side of you. What made you comfortable doing that? I don't even know if I'm comfortable. Um, <laughs> Be comfortable. Well, yeah, I, I, what allows me like... to do that, I guess, right? Uh, I'm 34, and um, not a big Zodiac guy, but I am a Capricorn. <laughs> Capricorn gang. And, um, and in that, I am a guy who bottles my emotions up a lot. A lot, man. I, I struggle with that a lot. And um, that's tough. You know what I'm saying? So... So I bottle up a lot of my emotions because, you know, you got to be strong and strong black man and you got to be this earnest guy who doesn't cry. And, 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 Can and, I pause you right there? Sure. What does being strong as a black man mean? Well, in regards to how it was portrayed, right? Because um, I'm not saying how it was portrayed is correct, right? But in how it was portrayed, it was with that mantra of boys don't cry. You know what I'm saying? That's like, this strong black man. And then you take being, you know, 6'1", 235 to 45 pound, dark-skinned African-American, you know what I'm saying? And and if you don't, if I don't smile, I look mean. You know what I'm saying? Like, like mm -hmm. just, right? Like, that's just who I am, right? And that's who all of us are, anybody mm -hmm. that's dark-skinned and tall and big. You know what I'm saying? So, so and then we, we play up to that, right? Even the idea of where they go, you act light-skinned. That's a crazy thing. That's a crazy thing to say when you really put yeah. it together, right? Yeah. Like, it's so ingrained in yeah. culture, right? It's not. It's probably not going anywhere. But when you really say that, this is a crazy thing to say, yeah. right? And um, and so dark skinned men would never be light skinned. You know what I'm saying? So I say all that to say that I I lived through that, right? You lived through the '90s and shit like that, and growing up into that, and then you grow up to be this guy who who packs a lot on his shoulders, right? Where it was like issues with your kids' parents, or with the moms, or or women in your life, or friends, whatever the fuck, you know what I'm saying? That that you hold all of that, right? And we don't break, we just hold it, you know what I'm saying? But something about, to get to your, to get to your question, something about the class just allows me to have, just allows me, like, this cathartic release, man, and, and, and not feel judged, and not feel, not feel weird. Um, Right, because like, like unfortunately, like you know, you just break down and cry randomly on the street. Well, in New York City, nobody gives a fuck. But you just you just break down and cry. It's like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? But I think the ability now that I'm you know navigating this question in my head and my answer in my head, I think because you guys are vulnerable in that moment, meaning you guys are sweating, you guys are tired, right? You guys gave me 110 percent, give me 100 percent, right? I think because of all of that, interestingly, I trust y'all differently. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because, right, it's like when I work with a client, <clears throat> when I work with you, I see you in your most vulnerable moment ever. Mm -hmm. No glam, mm -mm. in the crib, now, now back to the gym, same thing, right? No glam, in the gym, in the crib, sweating, tired, cursing, mm -hmm. don't, think, don't, don't think I can do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm too tired to do it. I don't want to do it. Whatever. Like, you're in the weakest, quote unquote, right, state that you'll be all mm -hmm. day, right? And I think because of that, 
it allows me my guard is hella down now. I don't have to be mm-hmm. strong, earnest black man. You know what I'm saying? I get mm-hmm. to I get to just be who you are. I get to be the same person. You know what I'm saying? So I think when I when I cry, like I've cried on a live before, I've cried after a live before, but but I think when I had emotional moments or whatever, it 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 felt right. It didn't feel like like I couldn't do it. It felt like shit, we we all have these, you know what I'm saying? And that's because of the room that I'm in, which is you guys. And and you guys allow me that space without knowing that you do you you do so oh, yeah it just happens that way oh, yeah, man. Man. Yeah, man. yeah man i know that was long-winded but i was working through the answer just no like, yeah. i think yeah. it was um i think you broke down each like thought process through mm. i appreciated it because it gave different perspectives that i don't even think i considered as well sure. and i think another thing that we don't consider is what is the mental strain mm. on physical Mm-hmm. fitness trainers like you're working on one specific aspect of every day so you have me and my personality and my attitude and my cursing and my this and yeah. my that and my resistance to you then you have somebody else who's either super down or super motivated so you're dealing with a lot of different personalities you're almost like our fitness therapist yeah yeah how much of a mental strain does that take on you and then the follow-up would be how do you balance and release that mental weight that you take on yeah um you know, I, I mean, I've, I have like 10 years plus into doing this, right? So I think I, I might take it on better than others, but it still has its moments, right? Where where you're working with so many people, so many different characters and so many different uh, personalities and stuff like that. And um, and you take that home, right? Let's say, let's let's take the Zoom away, right? And, and or the, the in-home training. You go into, I go into the gym and I do eight clients a day or whatever. And then every night I gotta take home all of you guys' baggage or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And um and then yeah, you try to shut it off or you try to release it, but you know, some of it sticks, some of it doesn't stick, you know what I'm saying? You might see the client again the next day, whatever the case may be. And um and it's tough. I think um I that part is tough, but it's like it's like it's like we know what we signed up for, I think, and we just accept it. You know what I'm saying? It's kinda like you just accept this is your role because I don't wanna, you know, be this guy who's like Complain that trainers are or or are going through it or whatever, but because everybody's you know some trainers might not. I'm I'm to speak for myself, right? And I'll say I have moments, and I think it's bigger when I have my own personal moments, and then I have to live with my personal. But then I have to come into work and smile, right? You know what I'm saying? Or you know I don't smile much, but I have to at least come into work and be present. Be present. You know what I'm saying? And those present are the and attentive. Present and attentive. Those are the hardest. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where I have something. I might have just got off the phone and having an argument, literally, and then walked into a session like, "Ah, right, you ready to go?" You know what I'm saying? Like, and then I have to roll through that. And you have to um, pay attention to yeah, like, yeah, am I doing yeah. it correctly? Is she following yeah. along? Yeah, and and can she tell that my mood is off? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, she can she tell or not? Um, so I remember a funny story. Um, I was training a client virtually, and um the news broke about DMX while I was training. And I think like I instantly just like, right, you know, childhood hero type yeah. moment or whatever. First album I ever bought. And um, and I instantly was flushed, like instantly. And my session has like half an hour left. I, I We just got here. I, I, don't, I couldn't even tell you what happened in the session because I was just so like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. 
Like, I was just like sick. And I didn't, well, my client, I mean, she knows what DMX is too, but I didn't feel like making that conversation. So I didn't go, hey, man, you know DMX is that? Like, no, it was literally just like, oh my God. Mm. So my inside is like, oh my God. And then my girlfriend is sitting on the couch, and because she broke the news, like, uh, why she did it, but whatever. She was like, I mean, I like, hello. Yeah, I get it, right? It's so big. You can't like, even hold on to that right? for she a second. She can't even hold down to it. She's like, DMX died. And I was like, what? And then she shows it to me. I'm like. Uh. And now I'm a mind and now, and now I go back to the camera. I'm like. Hmm. Like, yeah, do, do yeah. Ten, 10 more, yeah, I guess. Ten, I yeah. guess, whatever. Yeah, let's go burpees, man. Like, like well, let me just throw a cheap thrill. Let's go burpees and uh, 15 <laughs> Like, fuck everything right, I wrote right, down. Right, like, right, just, so, just do whatever. You want to go for a run? Just go yeah, for a run and come back. For, right, right, right. And then. um. And I got off the live, and and then I think I just had like you know my somber moment or whatever. But but during that time it was tough as shit. And I say all that to say, you know, that sometimes makes it harder because being a trainer, um, sometimes people don't see you as as human as 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 you they could, right? And it's not just trainer related, right? Like I said before, right? It's anybody that works in service. Mm -hmm. It's your nail tech, your your barber, your I mean the person that cuts grass for you, the person that opens your door if you live in the building or something you know what I'm saying you don't see these people as people a lot of times it's just innately like that you just see them as like the service you respect them it's not like you think they're trash but you just see them as that person you know what I'm saying so so your emotions and your feelings and your days don't really matter to people you know what I'm saying um I think the second part of your question was like how am I working through that I think like more so <coughs> how do you release mm. like fine moments or patterns or what I call your toolbox to find those releases so you're not carrying it with you until the next day so you're able to be present and show up mm. have um, you even found that um one thing that I realized that I do a lot maybe inherently or because of it is I call my kids right after my last client right I FaceTime my kids right after my last client because like whatever the weight was for the day you know what I'm saying it automatically like at least subsides for the most part once I get on and I talk about to them about school or what what the day is or whatever the fuck you know what I'm saying so that's inherently like without like self-consciously without even realizing that because you know we had a conversation like this before right but I didn't realize that but I do do that like every day at when the session is over my last one I'll call them and um and I'm slightly in a better mood you know what I'm saying or whatever the fuck and so that's one way um setting more boundaries has been huge mm, for me. my favorite word yeah, sorry yeah um yeah, I had none before. A lot of us didn't. I had none. I had no boundaries. This is, this is the fence. This is, what fence? You want to walk in? Just, I right, a, door's I open. It's unlocked. I, I, I don't even own door. a lock. I don't even have doors in the house. Just, I think it's going to walk in. Go for it. You know what I'm saying? Because, um, of, you know, unfortunately, being an entrepreneur is very hard to mm -hmm. set boundaries. You know what I'm saying? Because um, you, when you take down the boundaries and you take down the door to the house and you get, remove the fence, you win bigger. Right, because when people are so accessible to you and you're really good at what you do, you 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 provide really good service. Right, you go above mm -hmm. and beyond. You, you people are like, man, I can count on this person. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? But that's because you have no fucking boundaries. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So then they text you at random hours, or they ask you too, uh, they ask of you too much in the moment. You know what I'm saying? And um and things like that, right? And um I think setting boundaries. Like recently, somebody had hit me up on Sunday, and was like, um hey, and I had I owed them like macros and I was like and it was like hey but I knew I was gonna send it on a Monday 
And it was like, hey, can I get those macros? Whoop-de-whoop. I was like, you can. Monday, um, Duffy being a dad right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, yeah, man. Like, and it was like, oh, shit. I bet. It was no, like, you know, hard feelings. It was like, oh, shit, my bad. The thing, but it was like creating those lines. You know what I'm saying? Um, how else do I do that? I mean, I, you know, getting into, we didn't talk about this last time, but, um, but um, I'm like a practicing Buddhist, right? Right. I'm, I'm really into to chanting and 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 I do that a lot. I chant a lot in my private time. Um, you know, I read a lot in regards to the word and the meaning and, and the spirituality of it. Um, I'm into that. Um, I like just I like a lot of quiet time as well. Right, just like disconnect moments, like recharge. Yeah, I mean, I sit in my backyard and just disconnect. You know what I'm saying? Um, things like that. Uh, hang with friends and my girlfriend's integral to all of this as well because she knows how to like keep me mellow yellow and um or like tell me no or if I'm like really tired and like today I was I was just really tired and um I was like I want to do I'm like I'm gonna do this class the 12 noon class and she was like if you want to do it but you say you're tired like do you want to just like recharge and shit you got the podcast later you got you got to train I was in Soho training yada 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 come and on I accountability like, and I was like okay that's fair that's fair. You know what I'm saying? So then we didn't do it, right? But um, but yeah, no, she's been great. And um, and just those little things. Yeah. Do you feel comfortable with your boundaries now? Because like when I think of the pandemic, maybe in a year you missed four classes. Mm-hmm. I don't know the exact number, yeah, but I was no, like definitely less than ten. That's what damn. damn, like he's in this every freaking yeah, week, yeah. twice a week. He is committed, he is accountable. Mm-hmm. Do you feel more comfortable now like did you learn that throughout the pandemic like i don't need to be this accessible it's mm. okay if i upset somebody or disappoint somebody i'll be okay because i know i didn't disappoint myself yeah uh, i mean i hate disappointing y'all or anybody but um yeah i think um i think through the course of it my 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 personal was needed you know what i'm saying um my personal was needed at some point without getting rid of, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we did the Tuesday and I'm excited about that. We got the Sunday coming up. And did it that. in person. We're back to Zoom on next week, Tuesday, and then we're going to have another in person really, really soon. All these things are going to happen, you know what I'm saying? But um, understanding that you need space too, you know what I'm saying? You need time too. And that happened after we, you know, we hit 100 and shit like that. And, and I was like, okay. Like, like, no, it happened even earlier than that, before we hit 100, really. It happened like in January maybe and I was like I gave a lot like I was just having a kind of conversation with some folks and I was like I gave a lot I don't even know if I have any more to give to be honest with you like I don't know I did it all and it was like damn and I was like yeah and I was like what do you do and I was like I mean I want to keep I'm going to keep doing it because I fucking love it but but um you know I'm going to listen to like I'm going to listen to like how I feel a little bit more you know what I'm saying? yeah I'm listening to how I feel a little more I'm listening to you know what my body's saying in, in the moment, you know what I'm saying? Typically, I'm always ready to go, but sometimes I might be a little tired, you know what I'm saying? And I just don't feel like I have the mental capacity to, to make 40 workouts. Like, some days I just don't have the capacity to do it, you know what I'm saying? So I'll listen to the body and just be like, yeah, no. But we'll catch them on Sunday. We'll, I mean, little things like that. And, um, and you know, the community's been dope. Um, for everybody that still supports rides, DMs me when I miss a class, like, I right, do your thing, whoop-de-whoop, see Sunday, uh, I... 
um, it's like great, and and we get back and rolling, and and typically the day after the class after a day off class, I'm, I typically go crazy. So right, so I typically go crazy. So that always feels good because it's like taking the time off and then come back Sunday. I typically like go off, and I actually like that. So we'll be all right. Do you think practicing um, Buddhism is helping you get to that point? Because it almost seems like you're finding your mental balance. Yeah, um, I picked up the Buddhist teachings maybe, shout out to Whitney, a client of mine, um, years ago. We were training inside of Planet Fitness. And I realized that she was always, she was always early to sessions always, which was great. But she always woke up at like five in the morning. And I, one day was like, why do you always wake up at five? I think I said she was like eight. Mm. And she was like, oh, I chant in the morning. And I was like, okay. And then I was just going through it on some personal life shit, like just in a weird, bad, funky, funky place. And um, and one day in the session, I was like, "Hey, t- tell me about Buddhism." And we spent the entire session just training and her talking about Buddhism. And I was like, "Wow, huh?" And then she invited me to like a a, a, a conference in Jersey, and then I went down there, and it was like, "Holy shit." I like this, right? And she's like been integral. Like she would get, she bought me books and stuff, and oh. and she sent like this scholastic journal to my house every month or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. Whitney's my guy. And um and and this is a couple years ago. This is like two three years ago. But Buddhist is one of those things that you gotta do all the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you lose your way and stuff, and then mm-hmm. you don't chant as much or whatever the case may be. Um, I started chanting again. This year, a lot more. You know what I'm Even this when, year, 2021. Yeah, 2021. Like I've been practicing Buddhist. I never call myself a full Buddhist. I've been practicing Buddhist since maybe 2018. You know what I'm saying? 2018, oh. 2019. Um, 2019 sounds about right. And um, so literally, like right before the panty. Yeah, yeah. Panty was 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the year before the panty. Yeah, and um, and no, it's dope, and it's giving me a lot of clarity. It's giving me a lot of those moments. It helps me handle situations different, um, moments where I want to break down and cry or whatever. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that, fellas. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, but I, I might just use like different tools. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I'll just like. In certain yeah. settings and environments, yeah. you can't just like, not that you can't, but just breaking down while you're trying to yeah, fight. Yeah, just a little off. Just being frustrated. I get frustrated a lot. I get frustrated a lot, man. Um, I was frustrated today about something silly. Like, I, I get frustrated a lot as an entrepreneur, as. As a black man, I get frustrated a lot. And, um, yeah, and I think that helps a lot with that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, especially emotionally. I'm an emotional guy. And I think I've developed that. I've realized that I'm an emotional guy over the years because, like, I never had the space to be emotional. Mm. So it's like I didn't realize that I'm an emotional guy until pe- I was around people that allowed me to be emotional. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. Right, right, right. So that took a long time. And um, and yeah, and Buddhism helps a lot with that. Do you feel, um, do you feel there's a disconnect with your physical appearance and being an emotional guy? Because you had mentioned earlier before, like, you know, being 6'4", 200 plus pounds. Do you feel like that plays an effect in a sense that like, I can't outwardly be my emotional self because outwardly people deem me to be aggressive. Yeah, you don't think you can, you know what I'm saying? You don't think you can be that person. Um, and, you know, bless the child that can, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, bless the people, the the, the guys out there that, 
that have a great support system off the rip that they can be. You know what I'm saying? But there are a lot of folks, right? Maybe we're speaking to the folks that don't mm-hmm. feel like they can. You know what I'm saying? I think I've reached my zenith where I can now. But to answer your question, absolutely. Um, I remember I was having a conversation with somebody and I was like, yeah, I'm scared of heights. It's like, look how big you are. You're scared of heights. I mean, you what are What the height. fuck does that mean? Like, like I fall harder. What's your point? Like, I'm, uh, Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> like, like, you know what I'm saying? But you, you, you know what I'm saying? Like on the surface level, they're like, you're too big to be scared of heights. Like, how? This is not, <laughs> gravity is not a fucking, it's not a masculine thing. Like, that is also a fair point. What the fuck does that mean? You know what I'm saying? So I don't like roller coasters. I really don't. You're too big to not like roller coasters. What the fuck does <laughs> that mean so so you don't you know what I'm saying and that's just a micro moment like you don't even have space to be fucking human and say you don't like something they're gonna they'll be like you're crazy bro you're too you're six one how do you not how do you not like cats I don't fucking like cats like what's the problem you know what I'm saying like it's like that and um and and, like who um, comes up with these rules anyway what you are and aren't supposed to and what you should like and what you shouldn't like patriarchy I don't know misogyny mm. I don't know Men, women, mm. women too. Uh, bro, come on, let's not discount that's it. That's fair. Not, I'm not gonna discount it, bro. The, the, that the lead, the char- and we're not gonna, we're definitely not gonna laugh. But the charge lead on like, yo, your actor light skin is really like women to like guys. And how many okay. women be like, I, and not that it's right. And I had a conversation about this with somebody, and I was like, I actually hate that women say this. Like, like when they be like, like I know women that be like, yeah, I don't date light skin men. I'm like, why? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm dark as shit. Like, but you know what I'm saying? So what am I keeping for? But, but why? Yeah. Not only like dark Because they're the pretty why? boys or they're this and they're why? that. Why? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's this, there's this perpetual idea. This is a perpetual idea that, that, that is like that. And, and, you know, you guys lend to that too. Not, you know, maybe you guys aren't, don't lead the charge, right? But we know, feed it. Yeah. We don't help it. We feed the stereotypes and yeah. shit. So, um, so yeah, I think with that, sometimes unless you have the right support system, you don't ever feel like you be your whole self. You know what I'm saying? You don't feel like you can be who you want to be. You don't feel free enough. And I, I got to a point where, outside of just emotionally, I'm really, I'm really a free guy. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm outside of like you know emotions. Like I'm a free guy. I really do what I want. Right? Like I really do. And right? like be confident. Yeah, man. Or we do rags on alive before. Everybody else started doing them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really just too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, now it's like everywhere, me. right? But, but we was in Durags on the Live since week one because fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Because that's you. That's yeah, us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think that's what brings that comfortability. It's that relatability. Like, yo, yeah. I'm wearing my shit too. Yeah. And little things like that. I'm, I'm just a free guy. So I, I think, I think that's important. You know what I'm saying? Just be, be who feel who you feel like being. You know what I'm saying? Be who you feel like being. And I think I've been able to do that um, along with being emotional at the same time. I love hearing it because of the fact that you're a dad. Yeah. So you have a little man and a little girl. Yeah. So with that, with the wrap up questions, what would you tell young black men? What would you tell your son growing up? Like what words of advice would you give your son that wasn't given to you? Um, that you wish was given to you? Well, my dad didn't give me a lot of advice. Um, so I guess there's that. Um, well, that's another show, right? Um, <laughs> uh, what would I tell my son? I would tell my son, and as far as like words of advice, what's like the key thing you want your son to take away from you? Yeah, um, like my dad instilled this in me. Do it your way. I like that. Do it your way. I think um, 
Yeah, do it your way would be would be key. Because for a long time, I didn't do it my way when I was younger, you know, 16, 18, 19, maybe even 20. When I was in college, I was in college for a point where I knew I had to be there more than I wanted to be there. You know what I'm saying? I didn't do it my way. You know what I'm saying? So um, I, I, that would be key. I would tell both of them, do it your way and um, and grow through that, along with, you know, having no regrets and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Try to make the best decision. But having no regrets is huge, right? I think... We live in a state, even to this day, where you know we're worried about the pros and cons of an outcome or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, because of that, you know, we won't do something because we might regret it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, or or whatever the case may be. Or we did something and then we regret what happened, right? And then because you regret it, you kind of so much. It. You sit in it, and then you have like guilt mm-hmm. for it, which doesn't allow you to grow, right? Mm. You don't become a better person from mm-hmm. that because you regretted it. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not learning from it. Yeah, like I it, many moons ago, I had this girl. I had a girlfriend. Disclaimer. Andy, disclaimer don't kill me. I'm just telling a story. Relax. No, um, <laughs> I had a girlfriend like many moons ago. Right? I was. I was. I was 12. I was 12. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, okay. Uh, and the relationship went bad because of me. Right. And um, without particulars, and um, and she was really, really dope. And I remember somebody was like, "Yo, man, do you regret like you know what happened with that? Because she was really, really good for you and really good to you, whatever." And I was like, "Yeah, that was unfortunate. I was a dick, but no, you know what I'm saying? Because if that happened and she was and we progressed and moved, I might not be who I am today. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you never know. The butterfly mm-hmm. effect is a real thing, and it's like you change one course of history and then everything else changed, right? So, so um." You know, living with no regrets is is huge and doing it your way or advice that I would give both of them. I love it. Yeah. And then the final question, this should be a fun one for you. Three songs that you listen to to get you in a mood or out of a mood. So out of a mood like, oh, I'm feeling sour. Let me get out of this sour mood or in a mood like, oh, I got to be pumped up right now. Oh, man. Three. Three songs for each? Mm Mm-mm. Just three songs that you can think of. Like, these are your go-to songs. That are my go-to songs, and to I can help play. The feels, whatever the feels. Okay, um, okay. Um, when I'm not in a good mood, that's important, man. You don't know playing music when you're not in a good mood. Um, when I'm not in a good mood, um, man, what's the name of that song? What's the artist? Is it what? What's the artist? Uh, it's a J Electronica song. J Electronica, Jay Z, off of the um, the last the album. Last it's album. written. Um, when I'm not in a good mood, I play the last record on that album. Um, they made it the night that Kobe died. Why can't I remember the goddamn name? Um, let's get the track listing somewhere. Um, they made it the night that Kobe died. And um, and um, I think it was like Fruits of Our Spirit. And I play that, and I could play that record on repeat, man. Um, um, trying to give you the name of it because I don't want to lose it, man. Um, yeah, there you go. Um, uh, right. Uh, it was an acronym, A-P-I-T-D-T-A. Um, don't even know what it stands for. They don't. Ne- they never say. But mm-hmm. uh, right, they never say what it stands for. But they they made it the night that Kobe died, and um and it's like a real somber song. But it's a record that I literally can play for like an hour or hours straight. Like literally just run it straight. Um, and another one. Um, is anything J Cole almost right? But um. Yeah. Right, no, J. Cole's oh, yeah. one of my favorite artists on the planet. My number one. Um, I think it's called like um Freedom Bells off of the is the intro record off of the second to last album, which is Four Your Eyes Only. 
For Your Eyes Only album, the first mm, KOD is second to last album. Okay, For Your Eyes Only. Okay. The intro record on For Your Eyes Only. Uh, um, yeah, For Whom the Bells Tolls, right? Um, that record, holy shit. Please play that record one day. Yeah, that I wasn't played, my favorite album, so I have to re-listen to no, it. No, you got to go back to that. I played that record and cried the first time I heard it. Damn. No, G shit. I cried the first oh, time I heard it. Before Your Eyes Only was also made yeah. for his children, so it yeah. kind of makes more sense. No, the... the that album is incredible. It's just on the somber tip, right? I'll play that entire album when I'm not in a good mood, to be honest. Um, let me give you a song I like when I'm happy, right? Um, so if you're right, for all right, right, let's, 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 let's pick it up, right? Um, when I'm in a good mood and, or like getting hype or, uh, you know, conquer the day or something like that. Um, what did I play today? I was, I was playing, I was going crazy today in the car. Um, yeah, I had a little car karaoke today. Oh, I love car karaoke. Mm-hmm. Anyone who follows me on Instagram knows that. Oh, I play um, this crazy C murder um for my niggas, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, right. That's like my record. I play that and I just go crazy. That gets me like really, really in a good mood and really hype, right? I, you didn't see that coming. Nope, didn't. <laughs> but I'm here for it. That <laughs> was um, nice. Yeah, um, yeah, that J Electronica song when I'm in like, I don't even want to call that a downer. When I'm like in just like a mellow state. And I just want like to talk to nobody and just mm. listen. Data is what I play. The J Cole is when I'm like in the down state, and I'm like, okay, because I think it's okay to be sad. So it's like mm-hmm. it's okay to be sad. Just be sad, and I'll play that. But when I'm like in a really good mood, I'm ready to attack the day or hit the gym. Duffy put on the C Murder record, and I'll go crazy or anything Jay Z. Really. Okay, we got to refer from right. That. Well, thank you so much, Eric, for sitting down with us today. I'm excited about this. So appreciated to have you here. Yes, thank you. And as always, you can tune in at Black Men Cry 2, T-O-O, to join the conversation. And if you feel like you want to hit your body goals and also want to torture yourself weekly, you can hit up Irv. Um, And we'll see you next time. Thank y'all. Peace, peace.